Hello and welcome to another ISIS Energy podcast. My name's Jamie Stewart. I am editor of European Daily Electricity Markets here at uh, ISIS and I'm here with my colleague. John Stibbs, uh, specialising in the German power market. Okay, now we're going to be talking about uh, goings on at, at this year's E-World Energy Fair, which was held uh, earlier this week in Essen, Germany. In particular, we're going to be talking about a very hot topic. It's been a hot topic for some time now, the potential split of the um, German-Austrian power price zone. Now, this is something that was uh, discussed back and forth by the various parties involved at, at uh, E-World this year. So... Uh, we're here to give you a quick update on on how the situation uh, is um, unfolding now. So, uh, John, if you just give us a little background to uh, the idea of this potential split of an established power price zone um, and why this split might be happening. Um, the major problem is that the, uh, the, the two countries have got this uh, joint power price zone, um, which is causing problems in terms of uh, loop flows of power through to through its neighbours, um, Germany's neighbours of the Czech Republic and Poland. And also it means Austria is uh, in an enviable position of having very low prices um, as a benefit of uh, being linked to the Germans. Um, and this is causing a political issue. And um, there have been calls from ASA, which is the Agency for the Cooperation of Energy Regulators, for a split of the two under certain circumstances. Um, the Austrians are heavily contesting this, um, and we've got to a point now where we're awaiting a report from the European Network of Transmission System Operators, uh, which will come in. This will potentially provide backing for ACES' decision that a split should be made. Okay, okay. And what's the um, is 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 there a position been taken yet by the uh, the German Energy Ministry? What's uh, what's there? their take on the, the whole an, issue? Well, it seems there's an element of trying to uh, please everyone. They, they do understand that they're, uh, um, the Austrians are doing very well out of this um, and they want to keep um, a very good relationship with their neighbours, while at the same time they don't want to uh, break uh, up a successful uh, joint um, market, which is, after all, what the EU is supposed to be doing. So they're in a slightly um, caught between two um, two difficult positions, but they have said that the current position cannot be maintained. So bottom line is they are in favour of a breakup in some format, although exactly how that's going to result has not been defined yet. OK, OK, so we've kind of got two... Uh, there's pros and cons of why this split could happen. On the one hand, as things stand, we've got a large price area, a very established uh, liquid market um, with a lot of transactions going through that's been in place for a number of years that would be more in line with what the EU's long-term model is. They seek to establish a single electricity market across Europe. But then on the other hand, we do have, as you've spoken about, this issue of um, the the loop flows that are happening because of, of insufficient transmission uh, capacity and therefore um, price different. The price isn't actually representative of supply and demand fundamentals. Is that... Is that a, a fair summary? It is a fair summary. Okay, okay. Now, it's been an established area, as as I say, an established price area for, for some time, which means there's a lot of um, open positions, so open financial positions that energy companies have taken on the forward market, on the, the futures market. It's a market operated by an exchange called uh, EEX. So we've got... Um, uh, how many open positions exactly? Um, well, 25... Um 
billion euros is supposedly outstanding. And this is going to be the, one of the positions uh, where Austria can look to support. It is generally pretty isolated within the European uh, bodies and within its uh, geographical neighbours. However, EEX uh, is also looking to maintain the status quo, but is obviously has looked into ways it will have to adapt should, uh, should a change be made. Okay, okay. So um, on that note, I mean, we can give some kind of an idea of uh, what EEX refers to as plans B, plan C and, and plan D in the event that this split does happen. And now we spoke with um, EEX's chief executive at, uh, at eWorld. Uh, this was an interview that happened just this week. Um, so he has given us some idea um, of the potential ways that these open positions would be dealt with and how those positions uh, w- would be settled. So I'm just going to give uh, give a little more information on that now. I'm actually reading this off a piece of paper as opposed to attempting to remember these word for word. It's important I get them right, so here we go. Um, there's three options being discussed at the moment. There's uh, the potential for the introduction of new futures products specifically for Germany or for Austria with existing positions to be rolled into these new contracts. Um, A second option being discussed is the introduction of a system price. So this is a a method used in the Nordic markets, um, has been used for some time to to, to great success. Uh, The Italian markets also use a system price model. It's a way of arriving at an average price um, uh, produced by a number of different zones. So it would, in effect, be one system price produced by the German and the Austrian zones. And these open positions would be settled against that. Um, a third option that's being discussed uh, between EEX and, and, and its its customers that have these open positions, um, there's less uh, less detail here, but it's an, a potential adjustment of the existing futures contracts to reflect the price zone split. So what kind of adjustment that would actually be, um, that's obviously still uh, still to be still to be discussed. Um, it is worth making it clear, I think, that uh, these uh, are three potential proposals. There's a lot of other means that um, that this could be dealt with, and it really depends on what EEX and EEX's customers, what kind of decision they uh, arrive at through their ongoing consultations. So um, it really remains to be seen. But uh, thank you very much, John, for, for that update. We will be keeping up with this story. So uh, for the latest, and we're expecting, incidentally, some kind of a decision on whether this split will happen or not before the end of this year. So uh, do keep up with um, with us at www.icis.com. Thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.